Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm stand-up comedian James Mullinger and the co-founder of Edit Magazine. This is Mullinger Meets Canadians, the podcast where we meet Canadians who are making waves on the world stage. This time, I'm with Matty Matheson. Born in St. John, New Brunswick in 1982, Matty and his family moved to Fort Erie, Ontario when he was two. In 2000, he moved to Toronto, where he studied cooking at Humber College. Working and partying around the clock, he worked at two of Toronto's top restaurants before his rampant cocaine use led to a heart attack at the age of 29. In 2010, he became executive chef at Parts and Labour, where he became a local celebrity due to his unique dishes and warm personality. Viceland approached him to front some online videos, and the rest, as they say, is history. He has become one of the most powerful and beloved culinary voices in Canada. His videos have notched up tens of millions of views on YouTube and turned him into an international star. He's appeared on American network chat shows, including Jimmy Kimmel Live, and his first cookbook shot to number one on the New York Times bestseller charts. He's a culinary genius, yes, but also a legitimately warm person. Doing this job, I've interviewed thousands of people over the years, but few are as utterly charming, brilliant and hilarious as Matty Matheson, as you're soon going to hear for yourselves. Matty Matheson, it is great to see you, my friend. Oh, it's so <laughs> nice to hear your voice, James. It's so nice. We're here together. We're this here. This is beautiful. Um, I, I suppose the best place to start, unfortunately, uh, is the question that everyone asks when you see them, which is, uh, how did you cope with lockdown, my friend? How did I cope with lockdown? Just, uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, I think... Um, you know, I, I dealt with it uh, with a lot of fear, a lot of anxieties, a lot of delusional feelings. I, um, you know, like at first, like there's waves, right? Like there was like, oh, this is going to be like a week. Oh, this is kind of crazy. This is just going to be like a couple hiccups or like this is whatever. And then, um, you know, we're what, six months in almost now, five months in. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like losing business, um, you know, losing, losing, uh, mobility, losing everything and this like solidarity. So there's like, there's like that hopefulness I find in like the solidarity aspect of everything, where it's just like, we're all kind of so affected by, um, of COVID and the way that our governments are treating it. And so, there's a little bit of solidarity in that, which brings a little bit of light, a little chink, a chink in the armor, you know, of, of all the emotions. And, um, you know, like, I think it's just like dealing with it is like, it's all we have, like, all we're doing is dealing with it, you know, trying to keep our head above water, trying to, trying to stay happy, trying to stay motivated, trying to stay, 
um you know don't get it too dark some days you know and and and, and we're just all pushing through it I don't know. Like, I, yeah, like it, it, it's a day to day thing, you know, yeah. it, it, it's, it really is a day to day kind of thing with uh, just emotions and, and everything and uh, be, beyond uh, like the business aspect of everything that I deal with. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's tough. <laughs> How are you dealing with it, James? How are you dealing with it? <laughs> well, <laughs> Exactly. Well, exactly the same. Where some days would wake up feeling extremely uh, down and depressed about it. Other days wake up and try and embrace uh, making things happen that I didn't have time for normally. And and I know for you, I mean, you you know, being a being a, a father and a husband is a very important thing to you. And you have a, a third child on the way. Congratulations, by the way. That's amazing news. Um, you must have enjoyed that time being at home. And uh, did you kind of want to embrace? Because you're on the road a lot normally, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, um, this is the longest I've been home in, I'd say seven years. So, um, you know, when I started traveling, shooting like dead set on life, you know, that's like six, five, maybe six or five years ago, you know, it, it, it is like, I, I just started traveling and, and doing things all over the world and I just never was home. And this has been like such a, you know, such a um, amazing thing. And like the silver linings are, you know, by by the tons. But it is like a tough thing, you know, like even like my wife, it, it, it's difficult. Like she's used to being home with the kids and having me home is like her routine is kind of messed up even. You know, she had to learn how to like have me home all the time and not just be home for like, I'm home for four days. I'm home for six days. I'm home for like last year I was never home longer than like eight days in a row. So it was just like, I think that was the longest stretch um, last year where I was home for like eight days in a row once. Um, So it was like a very interesting, um, it's been very interesting and very like loving and beautiful. And, um, you know, I don't know when anything's going to return to how people can move throughout the world. Um, but it doesn't seem like it's happening very quickly, which is fine because during this time, it's exactly the thing you said, like we, we ended up, um, you know, doing things, uh, that we normally wouldn't do and, 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 and become a stronger family and spend a lot of time together and really, you know, work on our relationships. And I think like that is a big thing that, you know, um, it's, it's just, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> it's, a, it's all a wild stallion. You know, the world is running wild and we're just trying to hold on, you know? That's exactly it. And I think that's what we're all going to remember most in, in years to come of this period. But what about from the business perspective for you? Like, did you find that you were able to kind of shift what you were doing and focus on? I know you've got an amazing new cookbook coming out due out at the end of September. Like, did it give you more time to focus on that and pre-production and post-production of shows? like were you able to kind of basically go right i can't do this now so i'll do this yeah like i'm i'm definitely i like to throw like 10 balls up in the air and and at least catch a few um so the 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 biggest thing during covid was i had to learn i had to create self-sufficiency like self-efficiencies or like you know like 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 i had to be um you know, I, I, I had to be get to a place 
where um where we we didn't rely on anybody right and we were supposed to like like when we i got home from la uh march 5th my son's fourth birthday was like march 15th and that was the last time we had anybody in our house for like three months after that and all of a sudden we had to figure out, I lost, you know, pretty much every sponsor. I lost every kind of deal, every kind of travel. I lost, you know, um, uh, instantly like three months worth of work um, and then more. But but what the thing that I realized was that I had to figure out very quickly how to um, make a business where I could make it, right? And And I already had the book done, luckily. Um, you know, so I had the book done. I finished that in, um, in February. So I finished the book in February and then, um, and then to shoot, like the thing about it is like, it was so crazy. Like when we were, we were in the middle of all this, I'm like, I need to promote my book. Um, I had a three month, uh, world tour, like booked for promoting my book. It was like going to be like a spoken word comedy thing um, and like a Q&A. And it, it literally was it was like booked and it was like all over the world. It was three months like the a lot of the fucking world was in that and and that was gone. And and so I was just like, how am I going to be able to promote my book? And then I was just like, I need to just shoot a new show where I cook, um, you know, I'm going to cook recipes from it and I'll release it weekly and and so then I was just like, but where am I going to cook it? I can't just cook it in my house because it, it, it was during the time when COVID was uh, we didn't really understand it as much as we do now, even though we don't really understand it that much. But it's still just um, the uh, we 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 luckily I have an old kind of shitty barn and I got, um, you know, I live in my hometown. So I got a bunch of my high school buddies to come and help me out and and build out a little studio in my barn and and then like within two weeks we were kind of up and running and it was really interesting so there was like that and then there was like i started like a, a barbecue pop-up in my hometown too called uh maddie matheson's meet and three and and that was another kind of thing where um i started those two things so like those were like the 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 things that i could control that were right in front of me and I could work on them and focus on them because a lot of things instantly you became like the entire world became like powerless, right? Like we couldn't make decisions. We couldn't do anything like we could stay home and and do our weekly grocery run, um, you know, wrapped in garbage bags or whatever it is. But it, 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 it's still like um, those things. I needed something to kind of drive me um and, and and because i'm like an independent i don't have any money i'm i'm like a paycheck to paycheck guy you know um on a on a little bit of a bigger sense but it's still just like i'm not a part of some like there's i pay me right so so there was no bigger company that was going to take care of me so i needed to really kick it into gear and be like how am i going to provide for my family and instantly I was just like, well, I'm going to make cooking videos. And I, I would just kind of like went back to exactly what I know how, to, what to do and I'm going to serve food. And so I like linked up with some buddies in Fort Erie that had this barbecue uh, showroom where they sell uh, barbecue equipment. And I was like, Hey, can I like, can we sell barbecue out of this showroom? Cause you, they had like a walk-in, they had like a hood, they had all this stuff. And then they're like, yeah, you think so? And I was just like, yeah, I think so. I think we could sell some barbecue. 
Um, you already got the equipment. And, um, and so we turned that around and within like two weeks from the first time I called them. And then we started that meet and three. And then we've done like, I think eight, eight weekends of that already. And then we, which is amazing. And, um, you know, and it was a, it was an amazing thing. Like we employ like 25 people and which is really cool. And during that pandemic, like during, during the pandemic, which is still right now even, but it's still like, it was just an amazing thing to be like, um, just get back to basics. Like I, I, I want to just serve people food. Okay. Then we're, we're, we just need a space and we need some food and we need to cook it and we need to serve it. And we need to do that in a safe way. And, and we did that and we, you know, it was so amazing to see the team come together so quickly and everyone was so excited and it was just like an amazing kind of, it was one of those things that just like it, we, I, I needed it to feel a certain type of way to get me out of like my slump. Cause I was just like helpless. I was just like, what am I going to do? I'm just not, I can't just sit here and wait for somebody to call and be like, Hey, we need you to come and be a, like, you know, you, Hey, here's the thing. Hey, here's the thing. It was just like, I need to like generate money for my family right now. Or like, there's going to be some repercussions. And, um, and so like starting the, the, the cooking show home style cookery on YouTube was one thing that, you know, like we just got, we got, I got like two local kids that I know uh, that don't have a lot of experience. Like one, just, he makes like little small tutorials about how to like fish. And he's like a local kid that I've known for a long time. And we got this other guy, Eric, uh, Mac and Eric, the literally I have these two guys that like make like fishing videos out on Niagara river. And, and, um, I was like, do you guys know how to like shoot cameras? Like, you know how to turn them on. So I don't have to tell you that kind of stuff. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to shoot cooking videos. They're like, okay. And then, um, yeah, so it was just like one of those things where it was just like, um, like we got what we got and like, let's make something out of it. Right. And I think it's like an amazing thing where it's just like, we're shooting that show with two kids that have never shot food shows. We were shooting it on, like we're shooting them that whole show shot on like little small handheld, um, like point and shoot Sony photo cameras, you know, like, it's like just stuff that like, we're, we're just trying to make it happen and give people what they want. And, you know, like we, I just, you know, I don't know. During the pandemic, it was like one of those things where I just had to put my head down and uh, kind of yeah. make some shit happen. Well, it's, it's genius. And it's, I mean, it, it's that same entrepreneurial spirit that you had, obviously, when you were starting out. And as you, as you rightly put it, it's, it's back to basics. When you go, right, well, what is it I do? And how do I do that thing that doesn't involve, you know, all the other people that are normally in the mix? And I mean, I mean, you know, to, to go back to like, you know, I mean, one of your most popular YouTube videos, you know, the how to make the perfect cheeseburger. I mean, it's a it's a, you know, almost 10 million views now. You know, that, you know, that was done, I'm sure, with a few camera people in in a in was it in in your apartment or in someone's ki- someone else's kitchen. But I mean, yeah, that was that. No, that that's that's <laughs> that was our old one bedroom apartment. Right, right. And that and that was that that was you know real authentic uh, one of the most watched videos on YouTube ever. Um, so I think that's the thing with, about what you do is that you've never forgotten uh, what it was like starting out. And even though you know your your brand and what you do and your brand is just you, of course, it's it's you, it's everything, it's every, it's you, it's the essence of you. But do you um, feel like that was you know almost kind of like a refreshing thing to be able to go to do do a reset and go right? This is what I'm about and just get out there again it was really nice it was it was it was um 
doing the meet and three was like a beautiful thing for me. And it was just like, we want to serve really good barbecue and, and we want to serve it in my hometown and you know like it's a town i like you know it's like one of those things where it's just like we are like i grew up being a nomadic family like you know we moved all all over we lived all over the maritimes we moved to ontario we moved to a couple of places but then when we landed in fort erie like you know i lived there from grade five to end of high school you know and so like that was my formative years you know like i went to high school like that was like where i'm from you know like it's like i, I feel like i'm like I got the maritime blood and the on in the Ontario kind of headstrong attitudes or something maybe, but um, you know I think it's just like serve like it was just like it was that basic thing. It's just like okay, let's just sell food, let's sell food and and let's employ people too. Like it was like such a cool thing to be like like on opening day. I was like, man, there's like literally like 15 people here that nobody had a job. And like everyone was stuck at, and it was such like a, everyone was so down to like work hard. And like, it was like when we first did it, it was like, you know, every day was like 15 hour days and, and, and we did it. It was only like three days a week. So it was just like, but it was like, everyone came in head down, super happy. And everyone was, it was like such a perfect thing where like, and everybody that came was so happy because it was like at that cusp of like where people could travel kind of. And it was a couple months in and, um, and it was just so exciting. It's that triple whammy where like you're providing, you're providing employment for people who aren't working. You're giving people who have been trapped inside something they can go to and you're back to doing what you're doing. It's the, it's the triple whammy. I mean, I imagine the atmosphere must have just been electric there. Like people just happy to, to see yeah. people and eat great food was, again and be working. It was really cool. Magical. And it was hilarious at the exact same time as that it's like it's set up like it was a fucking war zone we had like barricades and we had all these signs like line up here go here if you're late here like stay in your cars like all this like stuff like mask on gloves on like everyone it was so like um you know it was it was such a funny thing because you arrived and it's just this giant like it's an old the the space where we're doing it is like an old canadian tire so it's this like we're in this like old kind of Canadian tire building in the middle of like uh, that, like in this part of Fort Erie, where it's just like kind of like kind of industrial. And and it's so fun. Like, it's even like one of those things where it's just like it was meant to be like to me where like the the factory where my dad worked that brought us to Fort Erie is across the street. And it's just such a funny, like full kind of circle thing too, where it's just like, everyone's like, why are you doing this here? And I'm just like, kind of like, well, this is like where I'm from. And, and I don't know. I'm like, this is where it's at. Like, this is just so happens where these guys have this barbecue showroom where they can show off all their smokers and, and brosters and all that kind of stuff and all their equipment. And it just so happens that it's right across the street from like where my dad uh, you know, the reason we moved here, you know, for a job and, and, um, and then like my high school's like down the street that I got kicked out of in like grade nine. And it's just like a, it's like a funny thing. Like every time I'm down there, it's such a nostalgic, um, location for me. Like it really is. Like I stand there in the parking lot cause I hand out every bag too. Like I'm there like all day, every day. Um, and we hand out every bag, like not for the sandwiches, but for the big barbecue weekends. I'm there like every day. And 
And it's like, I'm standing out there and people are like, it's so crazy. Like you're here. I'm like, well, this is it. And I'm just like, my dad used to work there. I got kicked out of that high school right there. I'm like, this is, this is it, man. This is like, there isn't a more Maddie Matheson place than like this parking lot. Right. That's it. But what's interesting, I mean, I've, I've seen how you uh, engage with fans. I mean, when we first met, it was for the Edit Magazine uh, cover shoots and you were on this kind of global book tour for your, uh, for your first cookbook. And um, what I found amazing was seeing the lineups of people waiting to get your autograph and to meet you in Indigo was this kind of mix of like emos and goths plus <laughs> grannies and CEOs. And, and, and what is it, do you think, about what you do that appeals to possibly the broadest demographic I've ever seen uh, anyone in, in any field have? Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I try to figure it out, too. And it is because uh, that demographic that you saw is everywhere. And it is the grannies. It is the the uncles. It is like and it's one of those things where like the amount of like older people that come up and they're like, I like that you say fuck on TV. And and it, it's just like and it, it, I think it's just the people just I talk the way I talk. And I think people see that. And I think people just, in, either they enjoy it or they don't, right? And it's like one of those things. It's like, uh, you know, Jerry Garcia said it the best with like the Grateful Dead. He said, you know, we're like black licorice. Either you hate black licorice or you like love it a lot. Like the people that love black licorice, love black licorice. And the people that don't, <laughs> yeah. don't. You know, and it's just like, yeah. either you like you, me or you, you can't don't. can't be on the fence. You can't be on the fence. And, <laughs> yeah. if, and if you're on... If you're like in in my team, then then like it, it is it is like I think people just identify like the, the amount of moms that come up to me and they're like you remind me of my son or or the granny you remind me of my son or you remind me of my husband or you remind me of my boyfriend or you remind like it's always like a remind and so it's just like one of those things where it's just like people identify and I think that people just identify where it's just like there's no way that I could ever you know there's no way that I could ever be on Food Network. You know, there's no way that I could ever be on any of those kind of shows. And there's this reason why I've I said no to like so many of those kind of TV shows and all that kind of stuff. Because it's just like, it's just not me. And it just doesn't matter. Like, it's just like, you don't need, I don't need to be on all these like massive, uh, you know, food network and like all these like, and that's no diss to like the chefs that are on them or anything like that. But it's just like, that's just not my kind of lane. And I think like me staying true to like, um, who I am and what I do is something like, I'm very consistent. I think, you know, with, with, with like the amount of content that I put out with what I'm saying and with how I act, you know, like, it's just like, I am kind of who I am. And it's just like a funny thing where people like will meet me and they're like, you're actually like nice. And I'm just like, well, what, what the fuck do you think I would be? Why would I be mean to you unless you're an asshole? Because I've definitely told some fans to fuck off. But it's just like an easy thing because they're being like jerks. And they're just like, it's just like they're being kind of like loserish where they're just like, they think it's like a game or like I like I always find like I'll check people too. You know, like if some guy comes up and just starts like screaming some like profanities, I'm like, yo, man, like that's cool. Like we're in a fucking indigo store. Or like, you know, like we're here, like you don't need to, you don't need to like scream at me. And and it's just like, you realize that like it is a performance and this is like a real me here standing in front of you. You don't have to yell um, some stupid thing I said in some video like five years ago, you know? And then like, 
um, there is a time and place to like scream and do stuff, but it's just like, I always find it funny. Like some people don't even know what to do and they're just like, they'll just yell like pancakes in my face or something. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool, man. Thank you. What do you want me to do? Like, it's always so funny. Like they, like, what do you want? What do you expect my reaction to be to you screaming <laughs> pancakes in my face? Yeah. Are you going to be know? like, hey, let's like, come, okay. come home. I'll make you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'll- come home with me i'll make you pancakes because you've th- shouted that witty thing in my face yeah that's like the funniest most awkward stuff because like even the other day at the meet somebody came up and just like scr- like they do like i find a lot of people do and maybe you've seen this too like people do impressions of you to you and it's like yeah. the funniest <laughs> stupidest thing you can do to somebody because you're just like yeah and now what do you want me to do i don't know who you are I have zero reference on who you are, what you're about, or anything, and you're coming up and doing an impression. Thank you. That is a three <laughs> out of ten performance. You suck at that. <laughs> you know, like it's just like, what do you want me to do? It's so it's a, such a funny, funny thing. It's so true. I mean, the thing is, though, as you rightly say, that there's a time and a place for everything. And even though you know uh, the Food Network isn't necessarily right, you have been on. Uh, some of the biggest shows in the world, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Seth Meyers, like, you know, so, but you're always you. And I think, as you say, that's the thing that people people buy into is, is authenticity. Um, and, you know, people can can sniff, you know, phoniness nowadays, like shit on a toothbrush. No one's no one's falling for phoniness. They, they, they get with you. It's real. And I think that's why, you know, I guess grannies and, and, and uncles buying a cookbook isn't a stretch necessarily. But what I definitely find fascinating is seeing... 14, 15, 16 year olds who possibly uh, mostly use devices, whether it be for even if it's for recipes, they're generally using a, a computer or an app. But you got people out there buying a printed book, which which I find incredible. Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting thing. Like the amount of people, it's it's very like humbling, you know, like it, it is like like, you, man, I can't imagine like putting out a book like uh, even like what do you do quarterly? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, man, it's so hectic. And it's just like, and each time it's like your baby. And it's just like the anxiety of having even like my new book coming out. It's just like, what are people going to think? Like, what are they going to do? Like, it, it, it's like, it, it is such a piece of work where it's just like, it's, and it's done. Like once it's printed, it's just like, it's a wrap. That book is that book forever. Um, there could be a few small on reprints. Like, you know, you can change a couple words or something like that, but like that book is a wrap. And it's just like, it's such a, um, it's such a stressful thing. And it, it is like, um, but the thing too, that is so interesting is like how many people of my fans are like, this is my first book. And you're just like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what, 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 <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, <laughs> what do you mean your first book? And they're just like, I've never bought a book before. And you're like, whoa, that's wild. You know? And you're just like, it is just like one of those things. It's like those people that don't know how to like read clocks. They they only know like digital clocks. You know, like there's children that don't know how to read digital clock or like regular, like with hands. And it's just like, um, it's such a funny thing. Like people don't know how to write in cursive. People don't know how to tell time on actual clocks with arms. People don't know. People don't buy books. They just buy them on their phones. You know, like a lot of people just buy. And I, I it's crazy. Like I have started like just but buying um books on 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 um you know different apps and stuff like that and it is like it's um it's a just a different world like it, it, it like kids kids are kids are different and you don't even like i don't even know what 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 what's going on 
and how we're affecting them or like what what they're you know i I do not have a uh diagram or a friggin you know how to get kids attention i'll tell you that much like it's just like i'm relying literally just on like i'm trying to just be me and make content and whoever fucks with me fucks with me and it's like never been i i've never been able to like try to like figure out hey like what's what i need to do this i need to do that it's always like as soon as the camera goes on i do what i do and like that's it you know like it is like um and it's worked out i guess good enough so far and we'll see what 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 the next one brings right but it's it's worked out as you say just maintaining that authenticity and and doing what you do and you know it it just goes to show that people don't have to be strategic if they have uh, a personality and if they have something that they're good at and i think that's the thing is that you know you you went from kind of the ultimate kind of digital medium of of youtube to having this kind of you know global number one best-selling book which you know i mean as you know and i I love everything about the book i love the fact i love the recipes i love your stories i love the autobiographical element and and I love the photography. I mean, it's one of the best travel books about Canada. And I, and obviously, as a as a Saint John boy, I love the fact that one of the opening spreads is the reversing falls. And and they're some of the best photographs I've ever seen taken uh, of Canada, and especially of the Maritimes. Well, thank you. And that was all Pat Pat O'Rourke. So like, that's another thing. Like Pat shot all that on film, and we couldn't even see like it, it, just to do that is such like we did the Maritimes in like six days. So it's just like we did, well, yeah, like six days. So we did like two days on the island, two days in in, in uh, New Brunswick, two days in, in, in like Halifax, Dartmouth. And um, it, it is one of those things where, and we went through, like, it's crazy. Like we took, he took like 6,000 photos and, and like film photos. So it was just like, we went like wild and we were just shooting and I was just, we literally just, we flew in, rented a car and we just drove. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to bring you to like every place that ever was like something to me in the Maritimes. And the, that reversing falls photo is wild. Cause we drove, we drove from PEI that morning, early, early, early. We left at like four 30 in the morning from PEI drove to New Brunswick and when we got there, it was just, it was glassy. It was like that perfect photo. And I just remember going down there all the time, like as kids. And we would just like rip down there and just like have lunch or check it out. Like, it was just like one of those places that like you drove, you drove over there so many times. And then, but it, it, it's just like, my dad used to love taking us down there as kids and stuff. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like the maritime photos, like I, I still want to put out like a full picture book with him because we have so many photos like like the PEI, like there's so many good photos and it just like I've always wanted to just put out like a just a straight picture book of that because it's just like with Pat, like especially just with Pat and he's just a young like the thing, too, is like he's a great photographer and like for for he he's like, you know, he's just like my homie from Toronto who's like a skater kid you know like he's just like he he's just one of those kids who like i've known he's always taken photos and you know i had to convince abrams they're like well who is he and i'm just like what do you mean who is he he's like i don't know go look at his instagram he takes great photos what do you want like what do you want you want some like what do you want you want some fucking name you want a name or do you want good photos like what do you want you know 
That's it. That's everything. Yeah, as you say, it's uh, it's one of those weird things with with creative process where you know uh, you knew what you needed, and um, and luckily now you're in this position where you where you're basically able to kind of you know give people these opportunities, which you know big publishing houses would possibly not have done otherwise. Yeah, dude, it's it's so sick. Like it's just like I'm like Pat, you have photo. Like it was so sick when we like when we got New York Times bestseller in the first week. It was just like one of those things. Like I called Pat. I was like, dude, you got photos in a fucking New York Times bestseller. Like I was so happy for everyone that was involved with it, you know? And it was just like, it was such a, it was, you know, I didn't even understand what it was when like my editor called me. He's like, he's like, you got it. And I'm like, what? What did I get? And I was like in LA at the time and I was doing my show at the Ace Hotel and, um, you know, he's like, you're, you're a New York Times bestseller. And you, you, because it's like, you don't even like, the thing is, is like, I'm not even from the book world. So I'm just like, I don't even have any, ex, like, I didn't even know we were trying to do that. I didn't know it was a thing. I wasn't thinking of that at all. And, and now with this book, it's so much more pressure. Cause I'm like, well, now my first book's a New York times bestseller. And now I know like what that kind of does for you. And, yeah, and yeah, I'm just no. like, fuck, this book better fucking be a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> you know, like there's all that. There's so many d- different pressures. Like the first one is like, like the ignorance is so nice. You know, it was such a nice thing. It was just like, I'm going to make a book. I'm going to tell the story of, of the food that was in my life through, through my family, through my school, through the places I've been and where I, I came from. And it was so funny because it was just like, it was so pure. Like, honestly, and it was just like one of those things. And I was just like, and now there's like all this stuff where it's like, there's expectations, right? Before right. it's the, it's the d- yeah. difficult second album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is like, and it, 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 it's just like, you know, and it, it is like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I mean, it's one of those things, though, like you say, you haven't changed what you do. That hasn't changed. And and as I understand it, so the, so the cookbook's coming out later this year and you're previewing recipes from the book with each new episode of Homestyle Cooking. Is that right? Yeah, so I, I, I well, I'm making fun. I'm pretty much <laughs> making fun of myself in the videos. Because I'm like, right. the thing is, like, it's so fun. This is the funniest shit. So, like, I was trying to think, I'm like, how can I, like, make a uh, like, how am I going to make a cooking show about me cooking recipes from my new book? And I was just like, I'm going to read my, you know, the little footnotes on every recipe. Like you make this with, with, with on a sunny day in April and you, you when the plums are just perfect. And it's just like, it's it, like cookbooks are so like gimmicky, you know, like to, to write romantically about food is just not, it is natural. It is a beautiful thing, but it's like everything is a cliche. You know, with cookbooks, like everything is a, is, is a cliche. So it's just like, I'm going to make this like really funny, like very like 90 style, like country cooking, like graphics and all this stuff. And I'm going to read and kind of make fun of my own cookbook because it's just like, I wrote these recipes and it's so funny because a lot of people are like, you didn't even write these recipes. And I'm just like, cause I'm reading the recipes and I'm reading the head notes and I'm like, I don't even remember some of it, right? And I'm just like, I wrote this book over a year ago. Like I wrote it, like we shot most of the photos last September. So it was just like right after Maddie Fest. So it was just like, I'm like, dude, I'm like 
I wrote this book like over a year ago. Did you memorize what you did yesterday? Like I'm supposed to like, it's so funny like what fans like troll you on cause you're like, he didn't even write his book. And I'm just like, no, I just wrote it over a year ago on my friggin' phone. And I'm just like, what are you guys talking? Like, it's such a funny, funny thing. Cause people like, I'm just like, cause I'm making fun of myself. I, I'm like reading it being like, oh, this is stupid or like whatever. Like, it's just like, it's a funny thing, but people, people still are just like, think that I have like some like massive team around me or some bullshit and just like, I'm like, yeah, I got like, like eight writers in the house, just like clacking away <laughs> on my fucking book or something like that. Like I definitely had help with the recipe writing. recipes. Yeah, But also they're, everything, they're... every time you make something, it's going to be slightly different because, you know, you are, you are someone who basically, you know, you are inventive, you're creative. And there's a lot of um, improvisation in the kitchen. So what you do one day is going to be different the next day. Well, and the thing, too, is a lot of people don't understand that recipes aren't law. And it's like with baking, with baking, the fundamentals of baking are law. You know, you add too much sugar, you add, if it's too hot, too cold, you know, with yeast and all that, like baking and pastry is science straight up. But cooking is like, you know, it's you. It it, it is like very much like you, like if, and that's what I'm trying to talk about. Like even in my book, my book is just like, this recipe doesn't matter. This recipe is just to get you stoked. And maybe if you don't have tarragon, use parsley. If you don't have chicken, use rabbit. If you don't have rabbit, use fish. Who gives a fuck? Like some things work, some things don't. And it's just about cooking. And it's just like one of those things because it's just like, even like uh, Trish, like my my wife, like she, she, she does, you know, she's one of those people that's like, she gets stressed out. Like if she's making a recipe and, and she can't find like a type of eggplant or a type of onion. And I'm just like, if it's an onion, use an onion. Like it doesn't matter. If we can't find breakfast shallots, like don't worry about the breakfast shallots. You know, just just get a a red onion or a white onion or it doesn't matter. You know, like it's just like one of those things where it's just like I want my book. I just want people to cook. I don't I don't care if people are cooking my food. I just want my book to like inspire them to like go grocery shopping, go to a farmer's market, go to like a real fisher, like, you know, get some real fish from a fishmonger, get some meat from a real butcher shop and and cook whatever the fuck you want to cook. And, and, and hopefully just get inspired to like do the basics, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And, and I mean, you mentioned the, the, you know, trying to get more into kind of self-sufficiency, especially during, during lockdown. Uh, and you've recently bought a, a new farm, Blue Goose. Can you tell me a bit about that and, and kind of what your plans are for that? Yeah, but we didn't, we didn't buy it. It's just in my yard. So we just like, right. um, so Keenan, he's, um, the main thing about Blue Goose is like, it's a partnership with me and Keenan McVeigh. And Keenan is a uh, a good friend of mine, and he was a chef in Toronto. And him and his wife Ashley, they decided to kind of like dip out of the city and like slow down um, last year. Right around, he helped me um, with the with shooting the some of the photos on the farm for the cookbook, and and we just started talking. And, and we were like, man, I want to do this. And I want, I want to, I want to build a farm. I, I just really want to grow vegetables. I got like, you know, I got, um, about 12 acres of property and I'm just like, I just want to grow vegetables. Like I need to like grow vegetables. And, and he's like, well, I've been doing a lot of farming actually over the last year. I've been doing, I've been traveling and working on all these things. And I was like, oh my God, sick. 
And so then we just started talking and started talking and, and figuring it out. And then I was just like, well, I think I can afford, um, you know, to like, let's, let's kind of write out like a very loose, a very loose business plan and, and see like what we can do and like, see if we can make this feasible and like see what happens. And, and we had this big plan of building out this like pretty big farm. It was going to be like an acre plot. And for the first time, which was very, um, kind of ignorant of us to think that we could handle something like that on the first go. But, um, and then, and then the pandemic and then like pandemic hit and I canceled it. I was like, Hey dude, I can't take this kind of financial risk right now. I don't know what's happening in the world. I only have, you know, this amount of money in the bank. And I'm like, I can't invest right now in a project knowing who knows when the taps are going to come back on, you know? Um, I have to be like very conservative for my family's sake and for, for everything. And, and, and then a couple months went by and, and I got this job to do a video for a good amount of money. And I just, I literally was just like, okay, so I'm starting to get a couple little jobs. I'm starting to do this thing. And I was like, fuck it, let's go. Let's do it. And we got to do it on a smaller scale, but we're going to do it. Cause if we don't do it, we're never going to do it. And I was just like, let's, let's fucking go full steam ahead. And we're going to just do this little plot. And it's going to be like almost 4,000 square feet. And we're just going to start there and we're going to see what happens. And I, I can like, you know, we'll, we'll partner and I don't even know what the fucking business is. I don't know. We're not going to make any money on the, on the, on the vegetables. Um, I can pay you this. Um, and hopefully by next year, the, the farm can like pay for, you know, just pay for itself kind of thing. And, and we started blue goose and it was just like one of those things where I was just like, Hey man, if you trust me, I trust you and I'll, I'll pay, I'll pay your, like your wage and, and we're going to grow some vegetables and we're going to fucking make this thing happen. And I'll do everything that you ask of me. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll get fences made. I'll get infrastructure made. Whatever we need to do to make this plot happen, I'll do. And and we did it. And it was like the cra- it was the most rewarding thing ever. And me and Keenan are so it's like the craziest thing. Like we've really become like during this whole pandemic, it's like he's like become like my we've become like just like best friends. Like every morning we like go out, have our morning coffee and conversations and like you know, he's at the house from, you know, like 7:38 to like four or five in the afternoons and um, you know, he, he's such a hard worker and I'm so happy. Just like, we want to just build blue goose into this thing. Like the more we're doing research and more understanding of kind of like where the world's at is like, we want to kind of do like a 50, 50 where like, we're going to sell to a couple of our restaurants that we like trust the chefs and we know, uh, that they're not going to like fuck up our, our vegetables. And then we want to be able to be in a place where we give, to food banks or community fridges or that kind of stuff. It make this like, I don't want to be like a non-for-profit, but we want to be like at least a place where it's like, it's not about profits. And it's just about like, I just want to break even and give like half of our food away to, to, to communities that, that, you know, are in need of some beautiful organic vegetables. And yeah, like I don't want to be a, a market garden where I'm selling to a bunch of fucking people 
rolling up in like Range Rovers and bullshit like that, <clears throat> buying expensive organic vegetables that are overpriced. It's like, I want to sell to like some restaurants so they can feed and get like really beautiful vegetables to like, you know, work on their craft and, and that kind of thing and do that with our friends and, and just give the rest, you know, figure out maybe there's some funding through the government. I don't even know. All I know is that we want to like give half the vegetables away and sell half and try to figure out what kind of a business that looks like. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, and what a perfect time to do that because who knows when there's going to be another lockdown pandemic, whatever. And to have that there where you can not only feed yourselves, but also feed other people and also, you know, um, help others, but also turn a profit. It's just, it, that's an incredible, incredible thing to do. Yeah. Like it is, it's the most rewarding. It's one of the most rewarding things I think I've ever done. The feeling of growing food is something I've never, I've never felt before. Cause I've never done it. And, um, it is very like spiritually rewarding and just going out there and sitting in the middle of the plot and like watching sunsets and just watching these vegetables grow. Um, it, it is really kind of this, like, it's a magical thing. And it is, um, you know, hopefully we got a bigger future. Like we're doubling the size next year. We got a, we, 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 we just received our tunnel. So we're going to be doing like next year we'll be like over 8,000 square feet. And, and then we'll have like a 50 by 16 foot tunnel, um, and then the following year, phase three of the project, we're going to like quadruple. So each year it's kind of like a, like we'll be double the size next year. And then that will, will quadruple the size of that the following year. So we kind of have this like three year plan for it to grow a lot of vegetables and, and hopefully feed a lot of people. That's amazing. And it's interesting. I mean, the, the fact that you found so many positive ways uh, to use this time, especially when for the last couple of years, you're kind of used to having this, you know, crazed, frenetic global schedule. And of course, I mean, for the last few months, a lot of people have been, you know, at home, unable to kind of find kind of light in the tunnel. And, you know, there's been a lot of people kind of struggling with obviously their mental health problems. And of course, you know, I mean, you've obviously struggled with uh, with the disease of, of alcoholism and, and drug addiction in the past. You know, how do you think, um, how do you think you were able uh, to get through this in such a positive way when um, so many people haven't? And what advice would you give to people that are kind of struggling uh, with all of those things that you've struggled with in the past? Um, I... It's tough. Like it, it, it's one of those things. Like I'm like, I'm even starting to go to therapy like fucking next week. So it's just like, I, I, it, it, it's one of those things that, um, it, it, it's, it, it, I don't know. It, it, it it's, it, it's, I really like we lost, I lost like my, my entire financial year, which is, you know, like it, it really, and then at that moment, I had to figure out how to rebuild. And and I'm dealing with my partner, my children, myself, my, my you know, I have, uh, I got two employees. Um, and how do I maintain? And how do I steer the ship? And how do I, how do I keep everyone positive? And how do I keep myself positive? And the truth is, is like, when I'm not happy, I tell everybody that I'm not happy. And I think just talking about it is such a thing where I'm just like, hey, I'm really bummed today. I'm really bummed about this. I'm, I'm sad. I don't know what to do. 
Um, can we just talk about this for a while? Can we put some things off? What are the things I absolutely need to do? What are the things I don't need to do? And let's just like, I think it's just constant communication with your partners, um, with people, with yourself. Like I'm constantly just being like, I'm trying to always be very aware and, um, it, 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 it's tough because there's no, like, to me, there's no option of, of, um, stopping, right? Like there's no option of me. Um, my children's needs aren't stopping. My mortgage is not stopping my, my car bills, my, like, you know, nothing stops really. So I, I don't really have an option to stop. I'm choosing to not have an option to stop and I'm choosing and I'm choosing to, to, continue in the in the best way that I know how and that is just being like some days I got bad days some days I got good days I know the good outweighs the bad and that's my thing that I always as long as the good is outweighing the bad we're going ahead and we 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 can we can slow down a little bit but we can't we can't stop we don't stop you know even this weekend it was crazy like it was so like we had the three-day weekend and I was just like, hey, everybody, like to to um, Lisa and Jackie. And I was just like my two employees. And I was just like, hey, let's not talk at all this weekend. Let's just fully just relax. I'm going to like fully relax. I'm going to like, you know, no business, no texting about business, no nothing. And it was like a month went by within those three days, you know. And it was just a matter of like knowing when to really stop. Like we've been on like a you know, the, since the pandemic started, it's like we had, we lost everything. We had to figure out how to rebuild everything. Then we had to execute everything. And now we're running again. So there was no time of like relaxation. Like it wasn't like we treated this pandemic as a, a oh fuck. We, we, we weren't in a position financially to relax, you know, kind of thing. And, and so we just had to like lose everything, rebuild, execute and keep going. And, and in a moderate way, like, you know, like there's things that aren't happening. There's people are losing grandparents. People are, are getting sick. People are losing, you know, there's a lot of stuff and we just have to take care of each other. And I think like, it's just about talking and, and really trying to communicate how you feel to people. Like, please, like that's the thing. It's just talking to each other. And I think like, if anyone is feeling bummed, anyone's feeling just crushed by life, talk to somebody. You know, and, and it's about just being like, Hey, today I'm fucking sad. And there's times where like, even, even like when I was shooting homestyle cookery, like it's an emotional roller coaster of all of it. Right. And it's just like, I'm not, the thing too is like, I'm not an actor. So it's just like, if I'm bummed, like, I'm like, I can't fucking shoot. I can't talk and be happy about food. You know, I'm bummed. So like, even one day I was just like, I started shooting and I was just like, I can't do this. I need to stop. And everyone's like, okay, perfect. Okay, we're done for today. Thanks, everybody. You know, and it's just like one of those things where it's just like, we don't push it. Like, it's like we push each other, but the second that we see that somebody's bad, we like hold on to them and we take care of them and we see where they're at and we just, you know, kind of tend to them. And I think like, that's all we can do is just be like, you see somebody that's bumming, help them out if you can. If you're bumming, tell somebody you're bumming. You know, I don't know. Like, and and get help. There's rooms. If you're, if you're trapped, in a fucking hell of, of drugs and alcohol, there's rooms that are beautiful and filled with joy and love. And 
if, if you need more than that, there is therapy. And then there is there are people and there's phone lines and there's there's so much um, there's so many people that care. You know, if anybody wants to know, there's a lot of people that care. So um, but nobody can read minds. So you got to you know, you do have to help yourself to the point of just saying I need help. So I don't know. So true. <laughs> No, well, no, those are beautiful and wise words, mate. And you, uh, you, you n- never fail to inspire me. Thank you so, so much, Matty. That was uh, really, really insightful. And honestly, you've, uh, you do have a lot of answers to, to a lot of things, which, uh, you know, really do make, make me think and make a lot of people think. And I, I can't thank you enough for that. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Like, you know, like, it's still like that, 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 um, like, it's one of the most proudest things being in your mag. Like, it was really, uh, you know, like my relatives out in the Maritimes. It's just like, it was like, like that was like bigger than anything. Like being, being on, um, being on edit was like a huge thing for like, finally, finally all my relatives in the Maritimes were like, you finally did something. (laughs) That's beautiful, man. Oh, that means a lot, honestly. That's, uh, you've made my year with that. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And I will tell you this, it's, it is, um, that cover is like, it, it is like, Everybody always wants me like screaming or ripping my shirt off or doing something. And I just want to say like, it was really cool shooting with you guys and talking to you guys. And like, um, it was like one of the prouder moments, like seeing that cover. Definitely. It's still like my favorite cover of anything I've ever been on. Um, and I just wanted to thank you for that. Like really, like it really uh, was uh, no. a very cool experience. Well, no, I mean, it was, it was by far, it was our, our best selling cover. And, uh, and obviously when, when you shared it and it just, it just exploded on social media, we'd never seen anything like it as a, you know, we, you know, we have, we have big, big dreams and we distribute nationally and we, and we, we sell it obviously internationally, but we are still just, you know, a few people around a, around a table doing a, a labor of love in our home. So to get that kind of, um, recognition and, and explosion like that meant the world to us. So, uh, Amen. I thank you brother. And I salute you. <laughs> I appreciate everything you do. No, well, thanks, Matty. And I, I actually cannot wait for the new show. I can't wait for the new cookbook. And I can't wait to see what you do, do next. But uh, keep us posted and keep doing what you do, brother. Love you, man. All right, love you too, Brad. Take care. Thank you for listening to Mullinger Meets Canadians. If you like greatness, creativity, being inspired, laughing, or just love Canada as much as I do, then this is the podcast for you. So please do subscribe and review the show now. And be sure to check out Matty on Instagram at Matty Matheson and sign up for his newsletter to be kept informed on new ranges, personal appearances, restaurants, and merchandise. And be sure to order his brand new cookbook, Home Style Cookery Now. Further details can be found on the edit website, maritimeedit.com. See you next time. Podstarter. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.